Welcome to the podcast. Happy Tuesday. This is Jason Rockhold, PGA Legacy Master Professional, and I'm here today. We'll talk a little bit about golf, uh, not so much about the business portion of the golf, unless you're playing golf tournaments for money, but this one, uh, I really, I've had some people ask me about it as of recent, so I, I thought that I'd definitely get it out there. We're going to talk a little bit today about golf course management and not actually managing a facility, but actually how to manage your way around the golf course. And so how we're going to talk about it is roughly, it's called Confidence Grows Backwards. And I'm going to leave it at that. Here's the intro. I got I just get so excited when I hear that that music. I got to tell you a little story about why I, I like to say it's confidence grows backwards and how that applies to to game management. And it, it's a it's a pretty simple connection, but it's something that once you hear it, it kind of soaks in. So we'll start with this. All right, confidence grows backwards. So when I start to talk to people about playing the game of golf, one of the biggest things that I tell them is you need to start on the putting green because the ultimate goal of golf is to try to get the ball in the hole. And what I've found is people, the first time they are introduced to the game, they go to the driving range and they pull out their driver and start wailing away and watching the ball go all over the map or top it or whiff it or you know i i stood there and watched somebody swing at a golf ball for 45 minutes and not make contact and thankfully they they did come and and asked for lessons after that and we've actually got them on track and they enjoy the game now but one of the biggest things that i always tell people is go to the putting green and start to learn how to make the ball go in the hole. And the reason why I suggest this is as you start to play the game, you start to realize that with the hole being the center of your, your goals, it's very important once you get around the hole that you feel confident that you can make that ball go into the hole. So, Let's say, for example, and I'm going to throw out some numbers here just so you have an idea, but let's say you get really good at making all of your putts within six foot of the hole, okay? So whenever the ball is within six foot of the hole, you can walk up, tap that ball in, and it's it's a no-brainer. It's, it's on autopilot. It's something that you're really, really good at, okay? So let's say you hit a shot from the fairway and you missed the green. Now, knowing 
that if you get the ball within six feet, that you'll make the putt every single time, you'll feel a lot more confident with that chip on the side of the green if you know that that circle around the hole is much bigger than having that fear of, I've got to get it within two feet of the hole or else I have a 50% chance of not making it. So as that circle around the hole grows, that confidence that you'll be able to end the hole from a certain distance, then, then you can focus on trying to get it into that confidence circle. So when I say confidence grows backwards, it's exactly that. If you're confident that you can make a putt from six feet in, you know that if you miss the green or if you're on the green and you're a long way away, if you putt the ball within six feet of the hole, you know you're going to make the next one. So you no longer have that fear of needing to get it so close because you can't make anything that's outside of two or three feet. That added confidence of just three feet of putting has, has given you, has given you tons more confidence. Okay. So let's step it back to the next level. Let's say you're out in the middle of the fairway and most people are kind of scared hitting it into the green. And if they don't hit it on the green or, or not, then they don't have that confidence to be able to get up and down. Well, now you do, you know, that if you chip it within six foot, you're going to make it. So you're standing over that shot in the middle of the fairway with more confidence going, if I hit it onto the green, I have a chance for birdie. But if I miss the green, I know I'm going to get up and down because all I've got to do is chip it into that confidence circle. So as you continue to move back on the hole, it, it all comes from that confidence that you got at the very end end of the hole. So getting confident with putting turns into confident chipping, which turns into confident approach shots, which allows you to go, do you know what? If I'm on the tee box and I miss the fairway, all I've got to do is get it up around the green and I know I can get it up and down. So that gives you confidence on the tee box as well. That added confidence will allow you to relax and make better swings because fear will not take over any of your body parts and force a hook or force your hands to take over. And next thing you know, you're hitting it even worse than you did if you would have just relaxed and let your hands make the shot that it needed to. So from a practicing perspective, what do you think that I feel you should practice the most? Well, of course, it's putting. But the funny thing about it is most of us practice that the least because it's such a simple idea. You just tap the ball near the hole. We, we feel that it's something that doesn't require our attention. But oddly, the USGA, when they define par, they define par as shots to get to the green and then two putts on every hole. Okay, so let's say there's 18 holes of golf out there. That means that the USGA is saying that to shoot even par, they are giving you 36 putts to do that. 
that's 50% of the game the USGA is giving you to putt the ball into the hole. And most of us that are out there spend less than 5% of our time practicing 50% of the game. Just let your mind wrap around that thought. 5% of your practice encompasses 50% of the game. That, that really shouldn't happen that way. So the biggest thing that I suggest is to get out there and spend 50% of your practice time on the putting green, putting the ball into the hole. That's where you gain confidence, and that's where that confidence that you get on the putting green starts to trickle into every other aspect of the game. Okay, so now we've focused on what we need to work on. Now let's talk a little bit about game management. Now, a lot of us look at a hole, and if it's a par four or par five, we just grab our driver and swing because it's a longer hole, and we figure the closer we get to the hole, the better chance that we have of actually making a better score. Now, believe it or not, that's not always true. Now, the reason why I say that is if you'll watch any of the tour players that are playing out there, and, and I'm not saying this because they're, they're really, really great players, but they understand game management. For somebody, and, and I've played with a lot of golfers out there, all the way from the Tiger Woods to the absolute beginner, and one of the things that I've found is if you can play the game of golf around your strengths, you're going to score better. So if you're really, really good at hitting a pitching wedge, then when you're on the tee box, you should be doing everything in your power to hit the ball far enough or short enough to get you into an area where you have the possibility to hit your pitching wedge. Likewise, if, if you're someone that is really great at hitting a seven iron into, into greens, you're really sharp. You can Every time you get above that seven iron, you feel really confident that you can hit it where you need to hit it. Well, guess what? Do whatever you can to get in the distance that you feel confident in. I've played many holes in the past where in order for me to get the ball at the distance that I like, because personally, I feel really confident when I have like my mid wedges. So if I, if I have like my gap wedge, which I hit 130 yards or my pitching wedge that I hit 145 or my nine iron that I hit about 160, I have a 15 yard gap between them. If I get in that 30-yard distance right there between 130 and 160, I feel really confident that I'll be able to hit a great shot. So when I'm on the tee box, I do everything I can to get within that 30-yard landing box. If the hole is 396 yards, I'm going to do everything I can to hit the ball 230 to 260 yards. If let's say the hole is 280 yards, 
Okay. I'll probably hit driver and go for the green. But if there's a possibility of where there's water around the green or whatever, I'm going to hit the shot from 280 yards and try to get into that 30 yard box. So, I mean, I may only have to hit it 120 to 150 yards to get into that box so that I can feel confident that I have the club to hit it really, really close. But it's really important to find that shot that you feel really comfortable and confident with and then aim your game from the tee box to get yourself within that area. Now, I know a lot of people that will try to get up, you know, into that 60-yard range or that 70-yard range and where it's like an 80% shot and then they'll flub it or they'll hit it too long or they'll blade it because they're trying to take a little bit off of the shot. The most important thing that you want to do is you want to give yourself that full shot so that when you swing, you can swing just as normal as you like to with a scoring club that you feel confident in. The minute that you start to manipulate or change or, or do something else, that's when that, that margin for error comes in and we start to see a lot more dispersion in the shots. It's really, really important when you get into those situations, when you have sitting on the tee box with no obstructions, no issues at all, to try to do everything in your power to get you into the next confident spot where you can get that ball really close to the hole. Okay, so we talked about game management and trying to get yourself into that scoring zone, what, what I tend to call the, that area where you feel the most confident about being able to hit the green and have a good chance at making birdie. But one of the areas that I haven't covered yet, and this is when you have that opportunity to get within 20 yards of the green off of the tee box or in a par five, being able to do that on the second shot and basically skip one of the shots approaching the green. Now, there's a lot of risk reward there, and I, I definitely recommend that based on your skill level, you'll find that if you just hit to your, your power spot and then get up and on there, you'll, your scores will go down. However, as your handicap goes down, in order to really start to press the envelope, that's when we start to try to skip shots. So if you're on the tee box and you've got a 320 yard hole and you hit the ball 300 yards and pretty straight, or at least you know where it's gonna end up, then it would make sense to try to skip that first shot because you have the confidence that if you chip it within that confidence circle, you'll be able to make it. So. If you have the ability to get it up there near the green and then get up and down, it makes it even easier than in that area back in the fairway that is, you know, 160 to 130 yards away. Now, likewise, if you have that same situation and 
it's a 320 yard hole and it's a hundred yard carry of water um, right up by the green, then it makes no sense to try to do that. Or if water creeps in over half of the fairway, it still doesn't make that much sense. But the most important part about it is really play to your strengths. If you, if you hit your driver really, really straight, then you have the ability to make those choices and take on a little bit more. However, if you hit the driver and you don't know whether it's going to go left, right, up, down, if you're going to top it, whiff it, whatever, it only makes sense to play to your strengths and pull out that lower club and get it into that confident circle that you have. So the difficult part about golf, it's not about how good your good shots are. It's about how good your bad shots are. So if you're making poor decisions on golf shots, uh, on the choices that you make for your golf shots, you're going to find that your scores are going to go up incrementally. So it's very important that when you're making those shots on the golf course, when you're making those decisions on the golf course, that you have the strengths of your game in mind in order to really start to watch your scores go down. All right. Well, that's where we're going to end today. If you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at jrockgolf, or you can also hit me up on Instagram, direct message me at rockholdgolf. Either one, please leave your question, leave your comment, and I will look at it. I will respond to you and potentially use it as a theme for one of my future podcasts. So, Please leave a message and we will definitely get you on the track that you need to be. Until then, have a great week. See you.